0: listening to Wednesday's Law and Gospel on this September the 29th in the year of our Lord 2021. I'm Pastor Tom Baker. And what are we going to be talking about today? I thought a good topic in light of a Bible verse that I had preached on recently was church signs. Church signs. What do I mean by that? I, I don't mean the sign itself but the words on the sign a lot of churches can change their signs each week and what i'm telling you is that when those signs are put up they tell you a lot about what kind of church for example i'm going to go through some signs one that was on a baptist church Jesus had two dads and turned out fine. Well, what does that mean? First of all, yes, he had two dads. Recently, we talked about Jesus. He stayed in the temple when his parents were returning from the Passover and they had to look for him for three days. And he said, I. Had to be about my father's business, and he was talking about God the Father. So if we talk about Jesus having two dads, one's God the Father, and the other is their biological father. Now, is the sign saying that we all have two dads? Because we really do. We have God the Father, and we have our biological father. So I'm not sure what the sign is trying to say. I think it's trying to say that, you know, the way I would read it, let's say there's a divorce and therefore you end up with your mother marrying another man. You now have two dads and Jesus turned out fine with two dads. Well, (laughs) This sign is more ridiculous the more you think about it, because Jesus was sinless. And also, his second dad was God the Father. In fact, Joseph wasn't even his biological father. He was his adopted father. And so, what is the sign trying to say? This is not a Bible verse anywhere in the Bible that talks about Jesus having two dads and he turned out fine. That's not a quote from anywhere. And if you wanted to use Jesus as to turning out fine, why couldn't you say Jesus was born out of wedlock and he turned out fine? So would that be saying that there's no problem with women getting pregnant outside of marriage, out of wedlock, because their children can turn out fine like Jesus did. This is not a biblical saying. And it can be really misunderstood in ways that cause real problems. That's just one sign. Okay, let's take a look at another sign. Adam and Eve the first people to not read the Apple terms and conditions. Now, whoever put that up on the church sign, when you buy an Apple computer or a phone, they have specific conditions and terms as to how to take care of it and what kind of warranty is with it. And a lot of people end up finding out that the warranty doesn't cover everything. And so buying an Apple product, you better read the terms and conditions. What has that got to do with the Bible? There's nothing in that statement that's talking about Jesus. Nobody gets converted by what's on the sign. When I put up my sign, we had about, well, we had two signs. They were in a V shape. So you're going down the road, you could read the one. And if you're going the other way, you could read the other. And we tried to put on similar thoughts on each sign. I remember one time we had this point on the one sign. It said, unrepentant homosexuals are not saved. And on the other side, we had repentant homosexuals are saved. See, we were giving a law and gospel point of view, and that was getting people to really think about their sin. I would put a sign like that up, thinking of John the Baptizer, Reminding people of the various sins that they were going through. All right. Another sign. Too hot to keep changing sign. Sin bad, Jesus good, details inside. Now, that was on a Holy Trinity Roman Catholic Church sign too hot to keep changing the sign sin bad jesus good details inside notice that there were no details on the sign and and that's a really big problem for me when i don't see anything of a christian character on the sign well yeah sin is bad but Jesus isn't good the opposite of bad that we are Jesus would be sinless details inside the sign gives the impression that unlike us who are bad with our sin Jesus is good in his works and details inside then gives the impression that will tell you how you too can be good. Another sign. If you are more fortunate than others, build a longer table, not a taller fence. Now, I don't have any idea what that means in regard to the Bible. I'm sure the sign is trying to say, Being more inclusive with friends. You know, invite them over to the house. Give them meals. Don't put a bigger fence up, separating you from others. Now, we're going to get into the main problem I have with signs. And like I said, I had about eight booklets of signs filled with about what? 600 different signs, less than 10% were appropriate. And here's a good example. There's a distinction between law and gospel, in that a law statement is always conditional, a gospel statement is unconditional. For example, you'll see a sign, if you forgive others, God will forgive you. Now, for a lot of people, that seems what the Bible is saying. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive the trespasses of others. But that's not at all what that means. And so you have a condition now of your salvation, which is not found in the Bible. So that's the first thing I look at when I go by a church that has a changeable sign. What are they saying? Is it law or is it gospel? And a lot of times it's the law with conditions. Now, you get into some of these churches, like the United Church of Christ, This was on one of their signs. A gay Christian is not an oxymoron. A hateful Christian most certainly is. Now, that is totally contradictory to the scripture because what this sign is attempting to say is if you don't consider gay people To be living an appropriate lifestyle, and you hate their lifestyle, then you are a bad Christian. Which means that Jesus was a bad Christian. He not only spoke against homosexual behavior in Romans 1, but he spoke against the Pharisees whom many people thought were wonderful people taking care of widows, etc. And what did he refer to them? He said, your father is the devil. So Jesus was a hateful Christian, according to this sign. And it's an example of how certain churches use signs to try and make a point that they feel is true even though it's contrary to scripture, so let's go to another sign. We th- this is Wesley United Church. We are praying and listening to the scientists. What does that mean? Since. A number of so-called scientists believe in evolution. Then we're listening to them. Since many scientists work on the basis of evidence, and there's no evidence at all that anybody can rise from the dead, then scientists, some of them, would be against the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's not inappropriate to listen to scientists when they do proper science. That is, they take a look at the facts and the evidence, and on the basis of that, come to conclusions that are appropriate. But then to pray to the scientists, which this church is saying that they're doing, is ridiculous we don't pray to anybody even pastors we don't pray to them we may pray with them but the prayer is always to God then here's a sign it's outside a Presbyterian church And there's quite a bit of snow on the ground. And here's what the sign says. If you are praying for snow, please stop. Well, what has that got to do with the Bible? Praying for snow or stopping the prayer. Is that the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ? It's amazing. How many of these signs really don't have anything biblical about them, but they're just trying to say something? Here's a lengthy sign. The fact that there's a highway to hell and only a stairway to heaven says a lot about anticipated traffic numbers. Now, I have no idea what this sign means. There's a highway to hell. Jesus talks about a narrow and a wide ray, wide road. And the wide road to hell is wide because many people follow it because they don't believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. But what has that got to say about anticipated traffic numbers. What is that going to say? The, these signs, some of them attempt to be humorous, but when you really analyze them, there's nothing really about it. Now, here's a good one. You tell me if this is law or gospel. It's by a Baptist church. Whoever stole our AC units, keep one. It is hot where you are going. Now, can you imagine that being on a church sign? Because who of us haven't stolen? Remember, the Sermon on the Mount indicates that every sin can not only be broken by a deed, but also by a word and a thought. So there's no sin that we have not broken. So somebody reading this, knowing that maybe they've stolen something. Maybe when they were in school, they took somebody's pen or pencil. We're giving them the impression because you did that. You're going to hell. Uh, Much better sign would be, whoever stole our AC units, visit us to see how you too can go to heaven. Now, now that would really be an interesting sign, getting people to think about it. Wesley Chapel, United Methodists, and the Methodists really, I tell you. Be the kind of person your pet thinks you are. Now, now wait a minute. Why does a pet think you are a particular kind of person? Because you act like that to your pet. You may pet them. You may give them food. You may give them drink. You're already that kind of a person. Now, of course, the sign is trying to say, you need to be that kind of person toward other persons. But it doesn't say that. At any rate, it's not a biblical theme that we should be the kind of person that our pet thinks that we are. Once more, that's law. Then, because of the rules on the highway against texting uh, a church of God has written this sign honk if you love Jesus text while driving if you want to meet him isn't that interesting yes texting can be dangerous while you're driving And it has caused accidents, and people have died in them. But ought that be on a church sign? A a church sign, in fact, I found this with many restaurants these days as I go by them. In the old days, there would be something on sale, like ice cream cone for a dollar, But a lot of restaurants today, you know what they have on their sign? We are hiring. We need more people. Now, why is that on a restaurant sign? I mean, it's kind of obvious you can almost go to any restaurant today and get a job there because they're short of help. But notice how the restaurant is no longer being advertised as a restaurant, but rather as a way to get a job. And that's what I'm saying about a lot of these church signs that we're looking at. They're giving the impression that the law. Now, this is, again... From a congregational church. God prefers kind atheists over hateful Christians. That's ridiculous. God never prefers an atheist over a Christian who's even a sinner. I mean, Christians sin all the time. And so from the point of view of some people, we're hateful because we stand up for the word of God. These are just a few of the signs. The first thing you do when you look at a sign, see if it's law or gospel. And you will discover that many of the signs are law. A Baptist church put up this sign. Just love everyone. I'll sort them out later. God. What does that mean? That he'll sort them out later. Sort who out? The person who's trying to love everyone? Or the people that the person is trying to love? That's not an important sign at all because it's not a biblical sign. So how about this from Central Baptist Church sign? Forgive your enemies. It messes with their heads. What? Would Jesus say that? Forgive one another so it messes with their heads. That's not biblical themes at all. Now, I got thinking about church signs because I came to the conclusion that even if you have a Bible verse on your church sign, that might not be appropriate. Let me quote to you a Bible verse. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Now, can you imagine putting that up on a church sign and you're telling people in the neighborhood, be wretched, mourn and weep. And your laughter right now may be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. That's the kind of life you'll have if you join our church. Now, that is a Bible verse from James chapter 4, verse 9. But unless you know the context, it really makes no sense at all and would be an inappropriate sign even though it's a Bible verse, to put it up on your church sign. What is James, to whom is he speaking? Is he speaking to Christians? Now, he does mention them in James 3, verse 13. Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But then in verse 14 and following, he then talks to members of the congregation that have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in their hearts. And where that occurs, verse 16 of James says, there will be disorder and every vile practice. Now, therefore, when he says, therefore, be wretched and mourn and weep, he's not talking to Christians who already have joy because of what Jesus Christ has done for them. He's talking to weak Christians or unfaithful Christians who need to be wretched and mourn and weep over their sins. It was not at all unusual in adult instruction class, as we began by going through the commandments, that a member or two would break down in weeping as they heard how they were treating Jesus by their sins. And that's what James wants us to realize. In regard to our sins, we need to be wretched and mourn and weep. And uh, how about all that laughter we have in our sinful lives? That is to be turned to mourning. And therefore, such joy because of your sinful condition is to be turned to gloom. So in the context, that makes real sense. The Christian can remain joyous in the Lord, but those who are unrepentant need to turn and be wretched and mourn and weep over their sins and their joy at what their experience needs to turn to gloom. Great Bible verse, but not appropriate to put on a church sign because people won't understand it if they don't understand the context of James chapter 3. So we've taken a look at signs, and next time you go by a church with a movable sign, check it out. Is it law or gospel? And if it's gospel... Does it really help comfort individuals? I'm Tom Baker. Join with me tomorrow with Wes Reimnitz on Rumination Thursday. God bless you.